0: Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. So, we don't have to offer God a sacrifice anymore, or do we? We all read the laws and instructions for animal sacrifices in the Old Testament, and I don't know about you, but I'm really thankful that we don't have to do that anymore. It just uh, I can't imagine what it was like to bring those sacrifices and to have to do that uh, regularly back then. But then I'm reading in Hebrews, and at the end of that book, uh, I find this verse. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. So being a New Testament believer, I still have sacrifices to make? Well, according to this verse, we do. Those sacrifices are a sacrifice of praise. Let's break it down. First of all, there's the phrase, through Jesus. The sacrifice to atone for sin is done. Jesus did that once and for all for us. And it's because of that sacrifice that we now have access to God as our Father. One of the big themes of Hebrews is that Jesus is our high priest and that he gives us access to God. And without this, we would not be able to offer God anything. So it's important to understand that when we offer sacrifices, it is through Jesus and his ultimate sacrifice, his finished sacrifice. The next word to see is the word continually. So our atonement is once for all through the sacrifice of Jesus, but we are to regularly make sacrifices of praise. These are are weekly, daily, maybe even more often than that. David in Psalm 145 said this, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name. The next thing we see is offer to God. So we're going to offer a sacrifice to God That word offer could be translated offer up. And I like that translation because it implies to me um, a certain humility in the way that we're to offer. Offer up means that, um, implies to me that we're starting from our low position and offering something to God who is on high. And that is a posture of humility. There's something. Humility is a necessary aspect to recognize the greatness of someone else. And uh, here's here's something that God says in Isaiah 53. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy, and then he quotes God, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. So there's something about being humble Um, That allows you to recognize the greatness of God. So we offer up to him a sacrifice of praise. That phrase, sacrifice of praise, is an unusual phrase. It's the only place in the Bible that it occurs. And it's a reminder uh, to me that the Bible is something to be meditated on. When you come across a phrase like that, you should just stop and, and think deeply about what the Lord is trying to communicate to us through that phrase. So what does the author of Hebrews mean here? Um, well, a sacrifice to us is costly. It implies um, something that is, is difficult to give up, and yet praise we usually associate with something that is freely given and, and easy to give. Um, we freely give praise to someone or something Uh, when we see that it is good. But when you think about that qualifier continually, it begins to piece together the idea of why uh, sacrifice of praise is a costly thing for us. I can see God's goodness easily when life is going the way I want it to go. And that is easy for me then to come out with words of praise to him. But that doesn't happen every day, right? Right. I mean, some days I'm amazed at God, but there are some days that are just normal days, days that I don't readily see God moving uh, in my life or around me. And yet in those days, it is a sacrifice of praise for me to lean into him and to, uh, in that moment, know him, understand his nature, and then be amazed at who he is, and then for me and for you, there are those days or even seasons, really, when I'm struggling, uh, when life has become so difficult, or there's something out there that is so hard to deal with that that God's goodness and grace and His mercy, the things that are amazing about Him, just seem far away. But praise isn't just a response to God's blessing. Our praise. Praise can't just be an opinion on God's job performance. It's not just us giving a five-star review only when we think he has met the criterion we hold. Our God is worthy of praise no matter what the circumstances are in our lives at the moment. Has my bad ex- circumstance for this day changed the character and nature of God? Obviously no. So here's where the sacrifice in the in the phrase sacrifice of praise becomes more obviously, we're to continually offer up praise to God, who is good, even in the midst of our struggle. Here's a couple of biblical examples, Bible verses that might make bear this out. Habakkuk three seventeen. Habakkuk is this this rural prophet in a difficult season in the life of Israel, and uh, everything around him is dependent on on crops and agriculture. And uh, so he says this to the Lord. He says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and though there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. It's a great statement of faith that he is intent is to praise God regardless of what's going on for him. From the New Testament, uh, it's the story of Paul and Silas in jail. Um, In Acts 16, it says, And when they had inflicted many blows on them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fashioned their feet in the stocks about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So notice it's like terrible circumstances for them, and what do they do? They turn around and begin to sing praise to God, to express praise to him. That brings us to the last phrase of the verse, the fruit of lips which openly profess his name. That's what Paul and Silas are doing. They're singing to God, but they are doing it openly and unashamed uh, with people around them, they sang to God, but out loud, so that the the prisoners there were also listening to them. They openly professed the truth about God through their praise. This sacrifice of praise is to God, it's for God, and it is about God. However, it also impacts us. Sometimes when we praise God, it changes things around us. The story of Paul and Silas is the perfect example. When they begin to praise God, the next thing the Bible reports is that they are miraculously set free from their chains. And then there is a miraculous conversion of the jailer and his family to begin to follow Christ. Sometimes when we praise God, though, it changes us. The writer of Psalm 77 is an example of that. He starts with this expression. He says, When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night I reached out untiring hands, but I would not be comforted. And yet, as he begins to praise uh, and meditate on the Lord, he says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. Also, sometimes when we praise God, it changes not only our circumstances, not only us, but those around us. How does that happen? Let's look at the next verse. Um, I can't read uh, the verse that we've read without reading the next verse because the next verse starts with and. So it's obviously a, a, a thought that is associated with the verse that we've been studying, Uh, So here's what it says. And do not forget to do good and to share with those for which such sacrifices God is pleased. So there's a co-related sacrifice. We offer our praise to God uh, as well as we offer the sacrifice of our lives serving others. There's a vertical aspect here, and then there's a horizontal aspect. And those two things go hand in hand together. Just like when Jesus was asked what was the greatest commandment, he said vertically, love the Lord your God, and then horizontally. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, don't forget today, this week, to incorporate in your life and following the Father a sacrifice of praise, because he is worthy. Have a great week.